Hi, my name is Beth, and I am the host of the Seeking Light podcast. In a world that presents us with growth and challenges, there is tremendous light. And this podcast is a source of light through scriptural insights that I have gained through the years. Come join me as I share light in a world that can sometimes be confusing. Thank you for listening to the podcast. This is another summer re-release. I, um, I'm at Young Men's uh, Steak Young Men's Camp working in the kitchen this week. And so I didn't want to have to worry in preparation for leaving. So the whole week I'm going to be gone. And I just wanted to re-release uh, this podcast for you and um, hope that it's helpful. Uh, it's They Heated Them Not. And um, I just hope that you enjoy listening to it as I'm taking some time with the family and vacation and releasing these summer re-releases. Thanks for listening and enjoy this podcast. Hello, thank you for joining me today on Tuesday. I am excited to release this podcast to all of you. Um, we just had general conference this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and it was wonderful. We enjoyed being with our kids and talking to our older kids who are not living at home and, um, having sending pictures back and forth with each other and just enjoying the memories of conference when we were younger and, um, just being here at the house with the kids. It was great. And I went into conference with, um, a handful of things on my mind that I wanted to, um, receive more guidance about, uh, revelation and, <clears throat> One particular talk that really um, spoke to my heart was on Saturday morning, and it was Elder Bednar. And um, there were uh, a few things in his talk that really spoke to my soul. And the first thing was um, the song that he used throughout that talk, Let Us All Press On. When uh, we were younger, my sister, Megan, you've she's been on the podcast before and, um, she's five years younger than me. And when she was a little girl, I don't know, I really don't know the details behind it, but she memorized the song, let us all press on. And it might've been just the first verse. I'm going to have to ask her double check, but I remember as a child hearing her walk around the house, singing this song from memory. And it was so special that my parents took a tape recorder put a tape in and recorded her singing that song. And so whenever in church at a meeting, we sing, let us all press on. I think of my sister and I have it memorized because of that experience I had with her. So the song has great meaning to me. Well, um, elder Bednar in his talk talked about heeding them, not, and I want to just read to you, let us all press on in the work of the Lord that when life is o'er, we may gain a reward in the fight for right. Let us wield a sword, the mighty sword of truth. We will not retreat though. Our numbers may be few when compared with the opposite host in view, but an unseen power will aid me and you in the glorious cause of truth. If we do what's right, we have no need to fear for the Lord. Our helper will ever be near in the days of trial, his saints, he will cheer and prosper the cause of truth. Fear not, though the enemy deride, 
courage for the Lord is on our side. We will heed not what the wicked may say, but the Lord alone, we will obey. So hearing Megan or hearing this song that reminded me back of our childhood and thinking about what was on my mind. And one of the things that was on my mind is earlier, um, I had had a friend come to me and she shared with me that she has chosen to leave the church. And we talked for quite some time about it. And I sat listening and I, um, let her know how much I loved her and, um, how important she was to me. And, um, when she left, it was a a little emotional for me. Um, I, uh, had the thoughts come through my mind about how fragile a testimony is. And I shared with you on my podcast about quotes that one of my quotes by Harold B. Lee is about a testimony being as fragile as a moonbeam, and you have to recapture it every day of your life. And so I thought about the, in the scriptures where it says that they heeded them not. And if you go to first Nephi chapter eight in the book of Mormon, uh, it says that there was a great multitude that had entered into the strange building. And after they had entered into the building, they did point the finger of scorn at me and those that were partaking of the fruit also, but we heeded them not. These are the words of my father for as many as heeded them had fallen away. So the next morning after I woke up, I had, I, I cried a little bit the following morning, thinking about my friend and, um, uh, thinking about a handful of people in my life that are questioning or going through faith crises. And my dear friend happened to send me a text with a quote, and this is what the quote said. If you are not seeking the Lord through daily prayer and gospel study, you leave yourself vulnerable to philosophies that may be intriguing, but are not true. Even saints who are otherwise faithful can be derailed by the steady beat of Babylon's band. And that was from president Nelson. So how do we heed them? Not like the song says, let us all press on. How do we heed not the wicked? or the world. So I, first of all, I started thinking about, um, the large and spacious building in the tree of life vision that Lehi had. And some of the things that the people in this, in this, um, building did, well, we first of all know it was high above the earth, right? It was mocking and pointing fingers. They were wearing costly apparel they were both young and old. They were both male and female. They scoffed at those who were on the path and their dress was exceedingly fine. So we know that this large and spacious building was the vain imaginations of the world, the pride of the children of men and the world and the wisdom thereof. So when we think about what's happening today and how this large and spacious building is the vain imaginations and the pride. So pride is concerned with who is right. Well, humility is concerned with what is right. So, excuse me, we have a situation here where we are trying to walk on the straight and narrow path 
holding to the rod of iron, uh, pressing forward continuously. And we have the world pointing, scoffing, mocking, um, you know, costly being costly apparel, like elevating themselves above. And so how do we heed them not? So I just wrote down four things that I thought about as we go forth and how we heed them not. And there are many, many things. These are just things I thought that with a podcast episode, I would like to share with you. And the first one, of course, is through Christ. We heed not the world, the wicked through following Jesus Christ. In Helaman 5.12, it says, and now my sons, remember, remember that it is upon the rock of our redeemer, who is Christ, the son of God, that ye must build your foundation, that when the devil shall send forth his mighty winds, yea, his shafts in the whirlwind, yea, when all his hail and his mighty storm shall beat upon you, it shall have no power over you to drag you down to the gulf of misery and endless woe because of the rock upon which you are built, which is a sure foundation, a foundation whereon if men build, they cannot fall. So we have to remember that our, our foundation needs to be built on Jesus Christ. It will crumble and fall if it is built upon man, upon cultures, philosophies, the things that are going to keep us firm and grounded and not on Sandy foundation is Jesus Christ. So studying his life, doing as he has done, obeying the commandments of the father and, um, doing what the savior would do when he was here to the best of our abilities. The second thing that I thought about of how we can heed them not is when Nephi was with the angel, he said, um, or I'm sorry, when Nephi goes back and he's with his brothers and they're like, what did this dream? What was this vision that dad had? What did everything mean? And so they're asking for an interpretation. And at one point they say, Nephi, what meaneth the river of water, which our father saw? And Nephi said, and I said unto them that the water, which my father saw was filthiness. And so much was his mind swallowed up in other things that he beheld not the filthiness of the water. So what are our minds swallowed up in? How can we heed them? Not if we have our minds swallowed up in things that are not going to lead us to Christ. So what are you doing with your mind? And, and I asked myself that question too, you know, cause when you have someone come to you that you dearly love, that you care about, and they say to you, these are my feelings and I'm, I'm decided to leave you. You wonder how did it get there? Where did, what happened and how, so I asked myself, am, is my mind swallowed up in things that will lead me to Christ? And if not, I need to remove them. So number two, what is your mind swallowed up with? Number three, it's covenants. So in first Nephi chapter 14, it says in verse seven, for the time cometh, saith the lamb of God, that I will work a great and marvelous work among the children of men, a work which shall be everlasting either on the one hand or on the other, either to convincing them unto peace and eternal life or 
unto the deliverance of them to the hardness of their hearts and the blindness of their minds unto their being brought down into captivity and also into destruction, both temporally and spiritually, according to the captivity of the devil of which I've spoken. And it came to pass that when the angel had spoken these words, he said unto me, rememberest thou the covenants of the father unto the house of Israel. I said unto him, yea. So are we remembering our covenants? When the angel asked Nephi, rememberest thou the covenants? I ask myself, am I remembering the covenants that I have personally made my baptismal covenants, my temple covenants? Am I keeping my covenants? Am I doing things to make sure that I am swallowed up in things that will lead me to keeping my covenants? So that was another thought that I had about how we heed them not. The fourth thing that I thought about for this, um, just for this podcast sake is faith. So I had the opportunity last week to sub in seminary and I had an incredible release time, two classes, and we, I taught them, uh, first Kings 17 and it was, it was about the widow of Zarephath and, um, Elisha and, um, when we were talking about this widow, we talked a lot about faith and there was this incredible quote by Boyd K Packer from 1983. And the students and I talked about it a lot because I loved what he said about faith. He said, faith to be faith must be centered around something that is not known. Faith to be faith must go beyond that for which there is confirming evidence faith to be faith must go into the unknown faith to be faith must walk to the edge of the light and then a few steps into the darkness if everything has to be known if everything has to be explained if everything has to be certified then there is no need for faith indeed there is no room for it So if we have to constantly have everything known, everything explained, everything certified, then there's no need for faith. There's no room for it. So I feel like the more that we can increase our faith in Jesus Christ, we can heed not the wicked, what they say, what they do but we can follow Christ and, and, um, rise triumphant from these, these challenges that we face on a regular basis. Another thing that I thought about during this whole process of thinking about heeding them, not, I thought about the work that has to be done in our lives to grow. And I thought about Nephi, he had to climb a mountain to receive information on how to construct a ship and to get more information from God. The brother of Jared did. Um, You had uh, Joseph who had to go to the hill Cumorah to extract the plates. 
but had to be learned and taught for year, four years before he could. So there is a total process of work. And I thought about climbing a mountain and, um, I wanted to share a, 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 um, a story with you that had some symbolism for me. So in my life, I had never climbed the Y, which is in Provo, Utah. So about five years ago or so, my friend's daughter got married. And so I begged Bailey one morning to go with me and climb the Y. And I told her, look, I'll be slow. We'll take our time. And it was a, it was a huge challenge, but she did it. And we had a really wonderful experience together, but it was really, really hard. The following summer, we took Carter to BYU soccer camp. And I think it was 2016, 2017. And, um, I really wanted to climb the Y again with our whole family. Now Madeline wasn't able to, and Carter was at the camp, but we had the rest of the four kids. And so I really wanted to climb the Y again. So we dropped Carter off at this soccer camp and we drove over to the location to park your car and to start hiking up to the Y. Now, for those of you that have hiked the Y, it's not a flat walk. It's a climb and it's steep and it's a switchback, 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 switchback. And so you're constantly going a little bit and switching back, going back. And it's just like an S going all the way up to the Y. Well, I don't think we were thinking very well because it was on a beautiful day in early July. Um, it was very hot. It was about 90 to 92 degrees outside, but we, I really wanted to do this so bad. And Matt had never climbed the Y himself. So this was kind of a memory we were trying to create with our kids. So we made sure we had enough water. Um, and off we went, well, we weren't seeing anybody on the trail and immediately we were getting hot, tired, drinking up that water. Um, the kids, as we kept going, were crying. They were upset. They wanted to turn around. Um, it was a, a very difficult hike just to explain to you how difficult it was. We only saw to my memory, two other girls coming down the mountain. And then we saw firefighters dressed all in their, um, uniform, their gear with axes and things running, trying to run back down the hill. I'm assuming it was just for training, but that's really who was there. And so the sun was pounding down on us. We were running out of water. The climb was hard. The kids were crying. There were moments where one of the kids would pick up the other kid and put them on their back. So someone would pick up Paige, someone would pick up Gannon. They were very upset with us. They were upset with me that I wanted to do this again. There was just a lot of emotions going on on top of that, the total heat exhaustion. Well, it took us some time and we finally got up to the top and we were out of water by the time for sure we were out, but we all sat down and we were dripping sweat. But the feeling of being up on this hill by this huge Y and looking down over the valley and being together as a family was so incredible. And even though that climb up that mountain was extremely challenging and really pushed us to the limits, we had this glorious experience of gratitude that we did it that we didn't quit, that we didn't turn around, that we kept pushing through. 
<clears throat> so in our life, as we try to heed them, not it's like climbing a mountain. Sometimes people are going to have to carry us or put us on their back to help us as we're in this journey of life, trying to gain more knowledge, trying to increase our spirituality, trying to come closer to Christ. This is all a climb. It's, it's part of the earth life experience. It's part of working hard. It's part of why we're here. There are going to be times where we have to pause and recalibrate ourselves and get ourselves together. There are times we're going to be crying, just like the kids were crying. They were so mad. They were crying. They didn't understand why we did this, why we had to do it that day. Why did we pick this? Our muscles were aching. They were burning. Our calves were burning on the way down. Our thighs were burning on the way up. There was also an elevation change. There was all these things going on. And spiritually, symbolically speaking, that is what earth life is about. It's not intended to always be a flat course where it's not hard and we're not growing. But in order for us to maintain on the path that leads to the tree, we need to heed them not. We need to not let the large and spacious building, the, the world, with their vain imaginations, they're pointing, they're scoffing, they're scorning. We need to heed them not. We need to walk away from them, get our minds swallowed up in other things, follow Jesus Christ, keep our covenants, do whatever we can to honor and keep those covenants. We heard President Nelson, I think it was 17 new temples announced to be constructed. The work is going forward. And we need to remember that and heed them not. In the end of this podcast, I just want to share with you a scripture from First Nephi um, chapter 22. For behold, saith the prophet, the time cometh speedily that Satan shall have no more power over the hearts of the children of men. For the day, say, day soon cometh that all that are proud and they who do wickedly shall be as a stubble and the day cometh that they must be burned for the time soon cometh that the fullness of the wrath of God shall be poured out upon all the children of men for he will not suffer that the wicked shall destroy the righteous wherefore he will preserve the righteous by his power even if it so be that the fullness of his wrath must come and the righteous be preserved even unto the destruction of their enemies by fire. Wherefore the righteous need not fear for thus saith the prophet, they shall be saved. Even if it so be as by fire, we will be preserved. Continue faithful. Don't heed the evil, wicked ways of the world and the naysayers follow Christ, the Lord. And as the hymn, let us all press on says, we will not retreat though our numbers may be few when compared with the opposite host in view, but an unseen power will aid me and you in the glorious cause of truth. If we do what's right, we have no need to fear for the Lord. Our helper will ever be near in the days of trial, his saints, he will cheer and prosper the cause of truth. 
I know that to be true. And as we are climbing our figuratively spiritual mountain of this earth life, don't give up, keep going, keep fighting, have faith, keep your covenants, build your foundation on Christ. And remember that a testimony is fragile and it's as hard to hold as a moonbeam, and you have to recapture it every day of your life. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day. I am so grateful that you listened to my latest podcast. Please share these episodes with your family and friends. I look forward to being with you again soon. Have a great day.